Good morning, Teller County. This is Sheriff Jason Mikesell. I wanted to bring forth a service message to talk about some of the increases in crime and cholera that we're seeing and why. I think it's important for us all to know that because there, there seems to be a rise in crimes uh, and issues in communities and everyone's asking why. Well, here's a few issues that I see that are impacts on us and some future impacts that I think they're going to occur that we need to be very careful of if we want to keep Teller County pristine and where and what we want to see as Teller County's future. Uh, I think for our children, for us as we grow into retirement, and really what do we want in life? So here's a little bit of that information. Colorado is on a steep rise in crime. We're right around the fourth highest rise in crime in the United States. That's not surprising to me with what we've seen occur across our state. Some of these issues are is the fact that we're not prosecuting people like we used to. The decriminalization of hard drugs has created such an influx that it makes it difficult for us to do anything with people that have less than an ounce of methamphetamines, cocaine, heroin, all those types of things. We've seen drastic increases in the area of thefts, burglaries, right around the, the 46, 47 percentile. In the last few years, we've also seen an 86% increase in motor vehicle thefts. That's really high. And a lot of it's contributed back to the fact that the state of Colorado, although their crime stats show us lower, are giving you stats that aren't being put together correctly. And here's why they're not being put together correctly. In the state of Colorado, for somebody to have probation or parole, we call it reoffenders. Right. So when somebody reoffends and commits a crime and they're put through the state system and go back to state of Colorado penitentiary or put back through the system, that's a reoffender. Well, right now I may have somebody that's what we in our line of work say is a reoffense or a reoffender that has committed another crime on probation or parole. We find that they're not getting violated on those probation and parole. Unless they're violated on probation or parole, it's like having a new crime and it's kind of washed away because nobody's doing anything with it. They can be tried and convicted and never be put back through the system. Or where we used to have three strikes, you're out, which was three misdemeanors, you got a felony, three felonies, you end up uh, on higher sentencing parameters. That's not happening anymore. So the issues is, is these people are getting right back out. So if I steal a car today... I'm probably within 48 hours going to get some type of a bond that can't be stopped. They're going to get right back out. I recently heard a gentleman talk about the fact that, well, we're going to be tougher on crime. We're going to pass a bill where judges have to sentence. Well, the problem's not the judges. The problem has been legislation, which now allows us or makes us release people faster on these new bail reform laws. So the state of Colorado is allowing bail reform, which means that they're not having to stay in my jail as long, which means as soon as they get out, they reoffend. And if it's on a, somebody that's been in jail multiple times, it just keeps occurring. Um, and, and that's one of the contributing factors to this. Marijuana was actually put into Colorado in 2012, so it was voted in as a law. The problem was we didn't understand the laws right when it first came in. There was really nothing we could do about the marijuana processes. If they're illegally growing or they're an organized crime operation or a cartel operation. So in this, the state of Colorado really decided that there was no such thing as black market marijuana. There were no organized crimes in Colorado. Marijuana was all for everyone. Well, the problem, it wasn't. It quickly became an issue because cartel saw it as Colorado could be a main hub. They could grow it here. They didn't have to bring it over the border anymore. So they could move into counties. They could grow it with impunity. They could walk with impunity through your town 
And all of a sudden, we had an issue in this county where you couldn't be on most streets or you couldn't walk through a subdivision without smelling marijuana or having people that obviously were some forms of art, organized crime walking through your community. They were destroying rental properties. They were destroying our water levels or our, what's in our water because they force what they're using to grow marijuana through our, our water systems. These are releasing septics. Well, the septics were never designed for chemicals. They also had an increase on electrical services, which caused fires. There was a lot of hijacking of electricity. There was a lot of things that were going on that when I came back as sheriff, that was one of my main goals was to eradicate it from Teller County. So we started the God program, Get Out of Teller. That program had a huge amount of success. We took a lot of heat for it throughout the state because it changed the state's paradigm and understanding what black market marijuana was. The news media became our best partners and they actually put out what was happening with this. News Channel 13, Fox 21, News Channel 5, Channel 11, our local newspapers, such as the, the Gazette, the Courier, the Mountain Jackpot. All those organizations helped us on a daily basis identify that this was more than just somebody growing personal marijuana for their health and that it was being sold under the table to everyone out there. So it was a big issue. Well, and here's where people misunderstand what the marijuana problem really was. We didn't care, and we still don't care if you grow it at home. If you want to use it for your own recreation at home and you want to use it for medical purposes, totally get it. I understand it. I don't see anything wrong with it. We're free people. The problem is, is that that's not where it stops. Now I have the issue of when we have cartels or organized crime is that all those logistics lines, all that, how they were trafficking that marijuana everywhere else in the country has now increased Colorado because you, those logistics don't stop. Those cartels are moving money. They're moving sexual trafficking. They're moving fentanyl. They're moving all these different types of things into Colorado because they already have it set up. So you can stem the marijuana all you want, but the problem is you build logistics lines. So since 2012, up until now, that's been growing. So now Colorado is the second highest state for the seizure of fentanyl. A very small dose of fentanyl will kill you quickly. Colorado actually is one of the largest and highest uh, fentanyl death rates in the United States. I think we're second to Alaska. Almost fentanyl all comes from China and Mexico. It pretty much you don't see it from anywhere else. That's where it comes from. It's part of those logistics lines we talked about with organized crime. In the state of Colorado, fentanyl seizures went up 2,400% uh, in the last few years. That's a heck of an increase, 2,400%. But really, that's a, that's a dangerous increase to the state of Colorado. Fentanyl kills very quickly. It's one of the more dangerous. We've had fentanyl deaths in this county. People tell me that one of the issues is, is that we're just old and we don't, uh, we don't see marijuana um, for what it is, which is a glorious type drug that will help everyone and, and there's a lot of need for it. And I, I kind of don't think so. I think people can grow it themselves. They can do their own things with it. In Teller County, the commissioners uh, and I and, and several others really pushed to not allow recreational marijuana into this county. I think recreational marijuana in counties brings up all kinds of issues that people don't see. They think of it as a huge tax increase and, hey, they can make all this money. Well, the state did that in 2012 when they talked about how they were going to improve schools. They were going to improve all these different things. And I want to ask you something. Have you seen any of that money, that marijuana money? I know most schools will tell you they haven't. I think that's been one of the big things. It was a big lie when they talked about all the good things marijuana could do for you. 
I haven't seen it. In fact, if you talk to Pueblo or any of these other counties or cities that took it in and you really talk to some of the medical providers, law enforcement side of things, fire departments, mental health advocates, they're going to tell you what they saw was an exponential increase in mental health behaviors, homeless populations, thefts, all these different crimes that um, are increased when you have marijuana that are that's sold uh, for recreation within your communities. Marijuana has an impact, too, on uh, driving under the influence of drugs. So here's why I'm telling you all this. I now have a city, which is Cripple Creek, that is attempting to legalize recreational marijuana sales out of the city. That's not being pushed by grassroots efforts. That's actually being pushed by your gambling operations. What I don't understand is why gambling operations, where most of those people don't even live within the city, are pushing those types of things. You know, I look around this county. I grew up here. And I remember that you could go in the woods. You didn't have to carry a gun. You could walk or hunt, fish, hike, do all those things that you wanted to. Uh, and never have a worry other than a bear or a mountain lion. Those are your two big threats. Now I find that if I go into the woods, I run into homeless camps, drug operations, all kinds of different things. And we arrest people constantly for those. Um, I've had several attempted homicides. I've had homicides in our woods. So what's changed uh, in those years? Well, I think a big one is marijuana. Marijuana was a big one that changed. Uh, That's why we have a lot of homeless population. A lot of them came here from Manitou Springs, gets pushed out of El Paso County into Teller County, and then we deal with them. We push them back over the line, back into El Paso County. There's really nothing we can do. But now in Cripple Creek, we're going to compound the issue The other side of it is, how many hotels do you go to as citizens and you're sick of the marijuana smell within those those rooms or in the hotel? I know I get tired of it. It comes right through the vents. What are we really showing our children that recreational marijuana is okay? They're going to walk by these establishments in Cripple Creek. We have 1,200 residents in Cripple Creek. Who are they going to sell to? Well, I know who it is. They're actually going to probably market this and bring people from all over the place. We already have people come from Texas, Oklahoma, places that don't sell legalized marijuana to arrive in Colorado, buy their marijuana uh, edibles and marijuana, and then leave the state. That's what they do. Well, now we have a casino town where they can come, they can gamble, they can drink, they can buy their marijuana, and then they can drive back down the highway through Divide, through Woodland Park, In all those areas, we've got children on the road, we've got drivers, you're on the road, and now these folks that have been there bought their edibles and all their very high-powered marijuana because it's recreational marijuana where you're selling it's a lot more powerful than what you grow at home. Now that's going down the roadways. Now you may say, well, alcohol has its effects too, and well, alcohol does, right? And that's, that's for sure, but it also has a faster time when it leaves your system. And we've been dealing it for a long time, so we understand how to deal with it. The issue with marijuana is nobody really knows yet how long it's in your system. We know and we can do it on nanograms and we can look at those types of things. But really, truly, the science just isn't there yet. It's a drug. It hooks to your fatty tissues and it stays in your systems for a lot longer. The other side of it is edibles. If you read the packaging, it's much easier to overdose if you don't know what you're doing, right? One cookie, maybe one-fifth of the cookie is the amount that you should take. Well, the problem is how many people don't eat a cookie when they see it in front of them? I mean, that's just how it works. So how do we deal with those things? Now they're going to be into a casino and they're going to be staying there. I think it's going to have the opposite effect to what people think. I think it's going to harm the city way more. So a couple other things with these casinos and just marijuana in general. It's not legal to smoke outside in public, right? So just smoking on the curb is a crime with marijuana. 
Where are they going to smoke it? They're going to smoke it in the hotel rooms. Well, they're going to smoke it at a VRBO. Because here's the thing that we're trying not to do is have kids walking by people that are smoking marijuana outside. Do you really want to deal with that? When you were a kid and you needed beer, did you go to the beer store and then pay somebody to go in and buy beer for you and bring it back out? Do we want them buying edibles and different things in front of marijuana stores? Do you think people are going to stop from another state and go, no, I don't want to do that for you? <laughs> I think we're opening up a can of worms in Pandora's box that you can't put back. So what I'm asking you to do is think about this before you vote on this or contact your uh, city council members in Cripple Creek and let them know this is not a good thing. I know I and the commissioners are standing firm against this, along with the district attorney um, for the 4th Judicial District. You're going to hear the rhetoric, well, marijuana has nothing to contribute with this. I'm going to tell you it's baloney. It does have an impact. It has a huge impact on a community. It's not just a Cripple Creek issue. This is now becoming a county issue. And if I didn't say something, well, then I wouldn't be your sheriff. The only reason I'm saying something, because I'm sure I'm going to take a lot of rhetoric on this one, is the fact that I know what it's going to bring, and it's something we don't want in this county. You can still buy in Manitou. It's really, it's what, 15 minutes out of uh, Woodland Park, 20 minutes? That's easy enough to go down there and buy it. Even Manitou didn't put in the second store that, that uh, asked to go in there. There's a reason why. If you want to be like downtown Denver, where you can't not smell it everywhere you go, then I guess that's your right, and you can vote for it. But what I'm saying is that's a historical town that I remember as a kid as being a great place to grow up. Do we really want to change that? Do you as citizens or parents want to change that? That's up to you. But I wouldn't be the right person for this job if I didn't tell you about the issues that were going to happen if you continue to push forward on it. Thank you very much. I really appreciate all of you. And again, I just can't thank you enough for all that you do for us. Have a great day.